Nope, only had something to say. <laughs> you will answer the cup oh, of okay. coffee. All right. You okay with the close quarters here? You want to be not touched? How do you want this to be? No. Room to move? No, not that way. You said you walk around. <laughs> We've been having you sitting down all night. So you start off with the coffee or right now? No. We're fine. Just leave it go. Just leave it on. It's on. Okay. Are you okay with everybody here? Yeah, definitely. Okay. You guys here okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, I wanted to uh, have a conversation with you. As a, uh, I wanted to essentially interview you as an alchemist and have you speak about. Um, you, like how, like really, I want to talk shop. Okay. I want to talk nuts and bolts. I want to talk space, energy, time, um, entities. I want to talk um, alchemical mechanics. Okay. I want to talk down and dirty tricks. Okay. I want to talk, and I want to talk how you, like what everything that you need to know to, to lead trainings that you lead, to do the work that you do. Okay. Every, and how, you know, how other people can learn that. Like, what are your reference points, your experiences, you know, books you've read, you know, movies you've seen, you know, teachers you've been with, you know, like, like um, what is it that you are standing on to do the work that you do? Like, like your body has got, um, your body is filled with richness you, you offer richness and um, there's also you might get into something different from that and that's fine you know what I'm saying like you not being the source of it and all that so that's cool too. I mean I want what I want to do is just talk I want to make a space I don't want to like influence what you're gonna say in terms of setting it up too much but I'd like to um, I'm kind of steer sometimes I'm gonna ask for details okay I think you'll, you'll have to. Okay. Because <coughs> it's a mystery to me. Great. A lot of it. Love mysteries. So maybe you can help me unravel it. Okay. Well, you've been doing this a long time. You know, we were talking about it before. And, you know, and you're a teacher of it. You've taught trainers. You're a trainer's right. trainer. Right. And so, and you've been with trainers trainers right you've been trained by a trainer trainer so like you know what that is you have that and I I'd like I'd like you to just like let loose with that you know like part of the conversation we had a little earlier is like it's such a joy to speak like that because you know most people don't even don't, don't function that way in terms of regarding you know, life is a game, or like we're all going to die anyway, and but play guts ball. And um, like people don't usually regard 
regard it that way. So I, I want to invite you just to... Um, so everything from my philosophy, if I just kind of wander around to how I got it, how I think about it, and how I think about how I think. Well, not, I'm not so interested in the philosophy and the thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in a hardware technology, you know, like, like, you know, you're sitting in an intro, and you got some woman who's, like, destroying a space. Okay. How do you work it? And how did you learn that? And what are all the things you need to know to deal with that in a way that serves her, serves you, serves the space? So if I was going to die tomorrow and I had to teach you what I know, yeah. how would I get it done tonight? That would be an exact metaphor because I'm <laughs> gone tomorrow. You know? <laughs> and if I'm gone, you're dead. Okay. You know what I mean for me? All right. It's <clears throat> a good question. Um, all right, so let's see. Let me see if I can uncover some of my models. Great. Um, so how I learned training is... Well, first off, I knew a lot before I started. What do you mean? And I knew a lot because I'd made a lot of mistakes and I knew a lot because my parents did a good job of raising me and so I had a lot of um, I was clear about my values could you be more specific what values were you clear about uh, I, I knew it's better to treat people well than treat them like shit uh, I knew it's uh, I, I knew kind of like what it is to be a good person you know and I know what a bully is and I know what a person walking away from a fight is and I know how to defend myself in case I decide to defend myself and so you know I think my dad did a good job of teaching me about what it is to be a man and my mom did a good job about teaching me what it is to be a woman and, and I had that integrated. So here I am and I don't know what it is to be a right. man. Right, so that won't help you. Well, I need to know. Not really. So I think everybody has a different path. Um, I think some people have an abusive childhood, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and that'll work. I think I, I had kind of one of those fairy tale childhoods, and that's probably the exception, very much the exception to the people that do this work. Um, um, I didn't know until much later in my life that I was a teacher. So as I look at who I was in college and who I was for my high school friends, and, who I was on a wrestling team and who I was in sixth grade, I was always teaching, trying to get a point across, mm -hmm. so to speak. Not, it wasn't, it was just like it was interesting to me to talk about something that I didn't know much about and, and be a discovery about it. So, so I found myself in making, I would say, making something happen from nothing. I was drawn to that already, this making something happen from nothing. So, I think all trainers are. So yeah. what does that mean? That means you like being creative. So that means you you that means if I row you out on a boat, sit you out in a boat, something happens for you. You either swim or you fish or you whittle a pole or you end up doing something. That means if I send you out in the woods, then when you come back you're full. That means uh, if I put you at a party, you have something to talk about. 
um, you, means you created something while you were at that party. You're thrown into it. So how, how do, what do you mean create something? Like I want to talk. Like well, the details. thing is, it's not a how. It means that your children create every day. Yeah. So the, the, it's not a question of how did they do it, it's just what they do. It's more they stopped doing it. So I, I say trainers are people who, even if they stop, they have access to going back and being a kid. So, you know, the days when you played Cowboys and Indians and there was no fort, but everything was a fort. And I'm, I'm talking about imagination, I think. Yeah. So I think they're in touch with their imagination. They like it. They get off on it. So, so creativity is exciting. I want to talk about you. So you're in touch with your imagination, right? I so, like creating from nothing. Yeah. So like, I know that you. So I was in a training yesterday. Okay. I'm working with the guy, and he says, "How do you create from nothing?" Okay. He said, "I don't get it. You 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 always have something. You can't create from nothing." I go, "Come here a second. And I and I made this up while he was walking over to me. And so I was created from nothing. I don't know how I did it, but it's what I did. So he's walking to me and I'm thinking, how do I get this guy to get something from nothing? And I go, well, I gotta give him an experience of something from nothing. No lecture's gonna do it. So I said, pick up that pen. He picks up the pen. I said, start making some drawing on the board. And I said, get this color, change the shape up, squiggle some other lines on there, get another color, do that, great. I said, okay, um, sign it. He signed it. I ripped it off. I said, this is art. Go out, sell it. Don't come back until you have money for this. <laughs> so he came back 30 minutes later, and he'd sold it for $10. <laughs> well, this is a university professor, and he was, he totally, I didn't know I was going to produce a breakthrough, but I knew I was going to give him an experience of creating from nothing. And, I, and maybe he was going to find a way to argue that that wasn't, I didn't care and I didn't know, but I, was, I tried to make something up in that moment. So now I might remember that right. as, a, as a trainer trip. Yeah. But in that moment, it was pure for me. It was kind right. of exciting. Right. Uh, my intention is to give them an experience of what I'm asking them to do versus telling them, tell, explaining it. So that's what I mean from creating from nothing. Good. So where do you come from? Who are you? to do that? Nothing. I know that doesn't make sense, but I'm a child. I'm, I, I am imagination. Uh, I, I have a smile on my heart. I have a, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm acting, I'm, I'm not, I, ego is not there. So I'm my commitment over there to have something to be. Um, I don't know how to teach that, but I know how to coach it. Okay. Okay, and I can coach it in action. And, and basically, it's like, go. And I just, I keep throwing them off. I think it's, you coach it like an eagle throws the young off the, off the uh, nest. Like, you make sure that they know who they are and who they're not, if I'm coaching it. Like, you, there's no issues. And then you, then you throw them in the water. But you don't throw somebody in the water if you think they think they may drown. You know, I, yeah. I throw them in when they, when that's not a concern. And so I can coach them by throwing them out there and being in action. 
and um, assisting a little bit. I'm a trainer, which means I can train skills and train behavior. I'm a facilitator mostly, which is I facilitate commitment. I'm a coach, which means that I can produce someone being in action. And I can, like a, like a tennis coach, okay, that's working, that's not working, try this, try that, that didn't work either, let's try this. And uh, I'm a mentor, which means I will model it for you. You watch me, I listen to what you're getting, you do it, I'll watch you, you do it alone, then you mentor, then you teach someone else. So, you know, one of my models is you watch me do it, you replicate me doing it. Once I say you can replicate me doing it, you do it the way you want to do it. Don't try to do it the way I want you to do it. You do it the way you want me to do it. You do it on your own. You come back and watch me again. Okay, now, now you can see me through what you now have a new experience of. <clears throat> and now, once you're confident, and then you go and then that maybe you're watching some others if there's that opportunity and then you go to start teaching someone else because I know when you can teach someone else you're getting it more. Yeah. Right. So I want I want to teach people to teach people. Yeah. Because I know that once they're teaching someone else they gotta get it. You have to. And um, I think there's almost more value in the teaching of it than there is in the getting it. So most people have a hard time getting it, but once they have teaching it they and I, the reason I think so is I think things happen in a relationship and when someone's looking to get have something happen over there, they they move off their ego and they they're freed out. So, like you know, you talk about somebody moving off their ego and creating something over there, and I I know that this is a place where you live. Mm-hmm. Where that's a that's a that's like um, home for you. That's like uh, right. It's all completely understandable. There was a time when it wasn't that way for you. Absolutely. So it's like my perception of how to get somebody to get that is that I have to have one foot above the line, we call it, one foot in the universe from which you speak, and, and like be able to somehow also like connect exactly to where they are. Well, I have it in a practical formula. Okay. And so I get it done in a training room. Okay. I can't, I can't get it done any other way. I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I have a training that, that assists me in getting that done. Okay. One that I designed. But essentially, I, I put a group of people in an arc or a circle. And I say, what do you want to have happen here? And you say, in uh, the training's in beingness. Not doing this. There's not, not I want to create a million dollars. It's like... Well, who, who could produce a million dollars? Passionate, risky man. Okay, you want to be passionate and risky, right? What do you want? Well, I want to be loving and sexual. Okay, what do you want? I want to be powerful and beautiful. Okay, what do you want? Got it. All right, that's what you want. I'm going to tell you how to get it. Forget it. Give it away. Forget about yourself. I want you to give away what you came here to get. That's the first thing I want you to do. So if you came here to be loving, I want you to give love away. All I want you to do is give it away. I want you to know there's nothing in it for you. Just give it. If you want passion, give passion away. If you want uh, sexuality, give sexuality away. If you want leadership, you give leadership away. That means you have other leaders be here. Who you are is not who you think you are. We live in this self-delusion that who I am is this wonderful guy, this stupid 
guy or this nice woman in our we live in that all right but that's not who we are who we are is the reality we create so who I am is how you talk about me who I am is how you see me so we live in a giant feedback arc so to speak right yeah so my example is this hundred years ago the world was flat right right okay why was it flat people believed it was flat because we said it was flat yeah. right they yeah. believed it we said it. did we have evidence that it was flat uh, it looked flat right that was our evidence right the ships disappeared walked off we had evidence all right we trusted what we could see yeah. that was our evidence the world was flat the world believed we had shared agreement reality is shared agreement right okay was it the truth that it was flat no no okay the world is now today what Today's round. Round. Is it the truth that it's round? Uh, well, no, it's actually pear-shaped. Is that the truth? Well, it's not perfectly round. Is that the truth? It's our shared agreement about it. It's our interpretation. It's not the truth. The truth meaning no exception, okay? So we have a, an agreement that it's round. Yeah. A world agreement, right? And you, and you know the story where they drop the Coke can in the jungle and it's not a Coke can? There's a movie out. The, uh, uh, the bottle? The Coke bottle? bottle Coke yeah, bottle, yeah, yeah. right? Gods must be crazy. Gods must be crazy, right? Yeah. They, well, that Coke bottle was not, was a Coke bottle in the world, yeah. but in that tribe they didn't know it. They'd never come to know it or experience it. So it was a weapon or something. Or, or a god. It was a god. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. That's... From that perspective, then, um, then my mother is a wonderful mother if, I, if my brother and I agree that she was a wonderful mother. Because we have a reality. I have a rea reality that that's who she is for me. And if he has a reality, then we have a shared reality. Okay, so from that standpoint, and this takes a while, it might take me a, it might take a half a day to get this in. Yeah. I got, I got a hundred examples, I just keep hammering it, hammering it, hammering it, until they, they get it, they have an experience of it. But essentially what I'm saying is that I go to a party, and, I, and I'm at the party, and I'm like kind of looking around, and I'm going, I'm a wonderful, loving guy. And you're going, that's a jerk. And you walk by and you think, what a jerk. And you're going, this guy's an asshole. And you're going, God, why? who invited this guy? Right. Well, who am I? I'm a jerk. Okay, I think I'm loving. If you just got to know me, you would really see that I'm this wonderful, loving guy. You, you haven't gotten to know me. Well... What I'm creating over there is that I'm a jerk, and I'm responsible for how I'm showing up over there. Well, most people don't want to be responsible for the conversation they're producing over there. They want to be a victim of your judgment of me. All right, but that gives me no power. I know conversations are shiftable, and I know it because I tell people in the training, look, how many of you had one interpretation of me? And then I stood up and said something. You had a whole different reality of me, right? Or, and then there was somebody else in the event, and you were watching them, you're going, well, 
and all of a sudden he or she said something and started really working, and all of a sudden you went, wow, I like this person, or they're powerful, or a whole different reality because they opened up their mouth and they were being in action. So was that person the jerk, or were they the shutdown bitch, or were they this powerful woman? They go, well, they were all those things. That's right, because they existed in your conversation as all those things. So transformation is getting that we exist in other people's conversation. And everything happens in, in a shared conversation, a relationship. So I am, I am loving when you agree that I'm loving, and I'm loving in that moment. And then the next moment I'm not be a jerk again, and you guys say I'm a jerk, and now I'm a jerk. So there is no permanent condition called who I am. I'm just an ongoing conversation about what I'm creating. But of course, when I keep producing a reality over and over, it starts to get dense. It starts to get real. It starts to get fixed, right? Yeah. Um, so, my, so when I'm in this training, I'm telling people, okay, if you want to be powerful, then you have them experience power. Number one, I've got the focus off of me. I'm not trying to get them to experience me as powerful. I'm trying to have be who I need to be to have them be powerful. So I would tell people, you came here to be powerful. You're going to get much more than that if you would just follow along the diagram here, which is there's 50 people in the room. Who would you need to be so that he wins, he wins, she wins, and she wins? I might have to be generous. I might have to be powerful. I might have to be passionate. I might have to be quiet. And I have to be all those things so that they're winning at their commitment. Forget about yourself. We'll talk five days from now. Your commitment is have it work for him over there. Then I put him in a buddy, maybe a buddy. I say your number one priority here is to have this buddy produce their commitment. If, they, if, if they're in breakdown, you're in breakdown. If they're winning, you're winning. If they're producing their commitment, you got your job done. If, if they need a kick in the ass, you kick them. If they need a hug, you hug them. Your, your job here is to have a relationship based on commitment, not your likes, not your dislikes, not your characteristics of them not your whining, not your story. You have it happen. Any questions about that? No. Good. Let's go. All right? So now I have some context in or some equations, so to speak, which is everything's in feedback. Now all I do is feedback for five days, but I make the feedback different, right? So the first day we do a feedback arc. And it's like, I say, okay, this feedback is about what's not working with you. This is the bad news about you. If there's good news, we'll get to it. This is the bad news, right? Um, I want you in breakdown. I want you to take it personal. It's ugly. No one likes giving this stuff, but we're going to give it to you. I want you to be honest. I want you to tell them the truth, what's not working in your experience of them. So we're going to say how I experience you is you're shut down. I experience you as quiet. I experience you as a little boy. I experience you. And we're just going to pepper them like that for a while. We're going to put them in breakdown. And then I send them home. Send them home. Day one. Day one. So they're, they wake up and they're foggy and they're crying and they don't think they want to come back. And, you know, they're in their survival. Okay? They don't know who they are and is this really true and can you trust it? But they heard it, they heard it in groups of little six or eight separately. It wasn't like one group ganged up on them. It's like, okay, go to the next. They're all going at the same time. Picture groups going around the circle, and they're just rotating from group to group. 
So here's this fresh person. They keep hearing the same feedback. Mm. And they go, holy shit. How am I, how are they saying the same thing? You can't deny it. So one of the things that works about the, these kind of processes when you've got a group of people who keep giving them feedback and it's not manipulated like a group all catching fire, so to speak, right, yeah. it's hard for the mind to deny it, and that's the key. Yeah. So one of the tricks is to set up feedback where your mind has to either be in total denial right. or it has to be responsible. Yeah. It just it's like jerk, 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 and you're going, jerk, 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 jerk. God, they think I'm a jerk, 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 and you're like, okay, I'm a fucking jerk. Well, what are you going to do about it? You know, and you just, you get them faced up to their image. Okay. And then just keep setting up processes for how you do it. So now when I'm producing my commitment, I would, I would I have it set up like this. Well, I'm here to be passionate, powerful. And I'm like, go, 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 go. I don't know how. Go. I don't know how. Fuck you. Go. <laughs> go. Get out there. Lay on the floor. Do something. Go. Then sit down and shut up and quit whining. You have no intention on breaking through. Somebody else get up here. Next person. Go, go. And they... They stumble, finally someone goes, right? Okay, did you produce your commitment? Well, I think so. <laughs> well, what do you mean you think so? Were you looking? Well, I feel like I did. I feel like I was loving. Why well, I already told you, to, where, to, where do you need to look? I need to look over there. Okay, good. So how many of you experienced her as loving? Stand up. Okay. How about the rest of you? Coacher, what's missing? What's not working? Well... So it's like, I did experience your loving, I didn't, your passion was missing, your honesty, I thought you sold out, blah, 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 right? They get more information, more feedback, they sit down, we do that for five days, in all different forms, okay? So what I want you to hear is, when you can, in a group dynamic, when you can set up a feedback loop, in which the mind doesn't have, can't deny it, so to speak, it happens so much, that, that that helps a lot because the mind has unbelievable ability to protect itself just it's just unbelievable um, and in the event when you know when everybody's going after you can't hold you can't hold it unless you're just a jerk and I tested it when I went in and, and I was doing it. I was sitting there and I could have held the space and not I could hear the feedback and be disconnected from it and I could have held that space easy but at some level I wanted to be part of the group yeah. and, and I was like okay so at some level then I start going okay you're just being a jerk and you give in to it and it's hard but I know I could from a mastery standpoint I could I wasn't detached from the feedback I could hear it but I was just experiencing it I wasn't judging it and that's different than you know but most people hear it and judge it and that's what we count on happening yeah. and um, and so that's what happens in the event is people finally you know have a break in their certainty right and when you break that certainty then anything is possible bad stuff and good stuff yeah and now now you got to make the good stuff happen every time and not the bad stuff um, so I am clear I am very grounded in what relationship is. Talk about that. Which is 
I really, really am over there. Uh, that's, that's who I am. I exist in his conversation. And so now I just need to look over there and see what I'm producing. And if, and if he's like, like that, I know it's not working, I can go, hey, what's going on? What's, you know, like, I know I have something to do with it, and I don't have to deny it anymore, be a victim of the criticism. So if he comes up to me and goes, I'm being a jerk, I can go, well, maybe that's his stuff, right? But, but something I'm doing is pushing his button. So I go, hey, what's going on? He'll go, well, you didn't get back to me last night. And then I go, I got it. I'm really sorry about that. You're right, I didn't do that. Really, Or I could say, uh, is this your number? And you go, no, that's not my number. And I go, I really apologize. I thought I left it on the machine. I got it, though. I got it. I didn't show up for you. So let's, let's handle this. So I can handle the breakdown. I, I read... Um, a book by Solomon, something about love. Last name Solomon, I can't remember his first name. There was a perspective in that that really hit me like a rock, which was, well, first off, what is love? That's a whole different conversation, but what is relationship? And I think I've read two or three books. I don't know where they all are, but essentially how I have it is this. Um, I may be making these numbers up, but it's like they say in a primary relationship or in very important relationships called your family, the person you're married to, you date, your mentor, we get like 80% of our self-esteem from their conversation about us. Esteem, self-esteem. Like a confidence. So one thing I say to people is they, they sit around and they go, well, I can't love until I love myself. Oh, bullshit. That's the biggest lie crap on this planet. That's how they sell all these self-help books. There is no self. What are you talking about, love yourself? Where is it? You know, point to it. Well, we go, me. Well, I go, then love it. Are you loving it? No. <laughs> because it doesn't exist there. That's your body. So you can't love yourself. There is no pure self. Self is a related self. Self-esteem came out of all the conversations that surrounded me when I was growing up. Right? I didn't grow up one day and go, God, I, I really have this poor image of myself and I'm shy and, you know, I just can't make it work. That happened in relationship. A teacher said, hey, you know, you're kind of shy. And I went, gosh, she must know what she's talking about. And then, you know, I fell down one day and no one was there to pick me up. And I went, well, no one loves me. And then I made a mistake and someone wrapped my knuckles and I was going, God, it's not worth it making mistakes. And then a girl broke my heart. And then here I am, 40 years old, and I go, no one loves me. And I didn't make that up. I mean, I did make it all up, but it didn't happen on my bed, locked in my closet. I was out there in relationship with the world, right? And the world basically said, here's kind of what we think about you, good and bad. I took it, constructed a story around it, and that's the self I've become. And now I've made, made it real. <clears throat> so there is no self, like here and you over there. There's just relatedness. So really what we choose is our relatedness in the world in our relationship. Everything happens in relationship. Our relationship with the sun. 
I have a relationship with people I don't know. And that relationship is I don't know them. So there is nothing outside for me of relationship. So now I just choose the relationship I want to have. And then I have it. Um, I hear people talking, well, I want to get into relationship. You know, trainers. Okay, you know, public speaking. I would say, first 15, 20 minutes, you get into relationship with people. Have you ever heard this? Yeah. Lie. It's a, it's a lie. You are related. If you get that, you don't have to waste those 20 minutes. If you think you're, if you, if you think you're here and they're over there, then you can't get into relationship with them. It's you're coming from separation. You got to come from we're already related. We're already related. Now, let me reveal it. Let me, let me have them experience that. So it's not about getting into relationship or getting, you know, if you've ever been through a divorce, you never are out of relationship. They're still, they still exist in your consciousness. You're still thinking about them, hating them or loving them or wishing it was different. Um, they don't leave the planet, so they're here. You've got you to deal with it. So for me, everything happens in relationship. Um, so this, in this book it said, well, who, who we become is like 80% of who, who you say I am. And I went, you know what? As much as I hate to admit that, as much as that just infuriates me, that's right. You know, if my parents tell me I'm a taker, which they have, bothered me for like four years. I just just ate away at me. And um, if Nora would would tell me, you know, Jim, you're you're kind of an okay trainer, and you know, hope hope to God you pull it out. <laughs> As I was walking out the door, I couldn't. I mean, about five weeks of that. That's all it would take to undo about six years worth of work. It'd just be like I couldn't operate. Um, and if I and I noticed that I used to kind of pick at people to to um, make myself feel good, my brand of humor I would call it right. But it was always just this digging. You know what I'm talking about? This little digging sarcasm. I don't know if you do it, but it's like yeah, it's that digging sarcasm. Well, you're creating a conversation for them. So that's kind of how I was in a relationship. This nice guy just kind of taking my shots at you. Just like this, right? Well, about two or three months of me, and you're kind of done. You, you, but you can't blame me because I'm such a good guy. You know, so you just kind of walk around feeling not good about yourself, and you don't know where it came from. I created it. And I saw that. I went, shit. And I said, you know what? I'm and what he took what he said in this book was, if that's true, then you create a conversation for them that works. And they'll they'll grow into it. And there's this nine cow story. You guys know the nine cow story, right? Yeah. And the nine cow story is is that's practical for me. That's not a fantasy. It's like, look, he saw that she was a two cow. He wasn't in denial about that. He just said, you're nine cow for me. That's the way that it is. Done. That's my decision. Okay, you're going to have to live with it. And then he just stood there and, and acted as though she was a nine cow from that decision. And she 
she basically had no choice other than to become a nine cow. <laughs> so when I'm doing a training, I look around the room and I find a way to fall in love with each person. Sometimes it takes me five minutes, sometimes it takes me two days. You know, like, and I go, okay, who is this person transformed? Who are they transformed? And I just make myself make a decision about it. And then I don't get off my story. And, I, and then I look for that to be, and every time they say you're the biggest jerk in the room, that's your image, right? And I'm like, okay, this person's just scared and they want to be loved. Okay, this person's loved. Okay, got it. Right. And so I find a way to create you have an experience of being loved. And I work on you having that experience, which is what you guys do, okay? And I don't get off of it. And I and if I need to pop you four or five times, I'm willing to do that. But basically I'm trying to get it into your consciousness in public, a public conversation coming out of your mouth. How do you how do you experience this right now? How many of you think you know it made a difference for you? Raise your hand. Yeah, well how do you experience that? Well I feel kind of love. Bingo, got it. So at least I got them conscious of, I'm trying to get them a reference. A, a reference for new evidence for them. <clears throat> Not that it's gonna stick. But I'm doing that with everybody in the room, and then I create a kind of consciousness of, well, hey, there's something different for us. And then all of a sudden, it starts rolling itself around. And what I mean by that is it starts gaining mass, density, yeah. and getting real for them. Where does the sarcasm come from? The what? The, the, uh, like sarcasm? I'd like to talk about that. I'd like to... Um, <coughs> Wait, I want to say one other thing. Yeah. My major trick is a trainer. Yeah. I think a training is 90% happens out of a trainer's listening. Has nothing to do with what they say. Has nothing to do with who they're being. Has nothing to do with the process. It, those are all tools. I always create what I'm listening for. And I think if you think about that, you'll see that the training always, you're always, a, what's coming out of your mouth is almost like on a, it's tied to your ears. So if I'm listening for your problems, and what's coming out of my mouth about five seconds later is a, is a conversation tied to your problem. So now we have a training about problems, and I created that. I am the source of what's coming out of their mouth, and I never, ever get off of that. I know I am. Sometimes I can't see how I'm doing it, but I know what's coming out of their mouth I've, I have a listening for, okay? So I have a choice of what I get to make real in the conversation, and I highlight what I want real in the space, and that's what I do as a trainer, is I... Someone goes, and I love people. I go, yes. Say that again. They go, I love people. Say that again with some passion. Use your voice. I love people. Again. I love people. Whatever. Okay? Well, they said a lot of things. But I'm only listening for what I want to hear. And then when I hear it, I do something with it. I take it. I run with it. I go with it. And so I might sit in a room for an hour without saying anything. Just let them, just you know, just like 
little chickens in there. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like, and if I still can't hear it, I'm like, I interrupt it. This is bullshit. Come on. We're, what are we up to here? What? Throw a little context yeah. in there, right? Sit back, listen for it again. Finally, I start to hear it, right? And then I make it real. Yeah. So, so if you're <coughs> listening for circumstances, an enrollment person, if they notice they're having conversations about time and money, then they're listening for circumstances. So if, if Donald Trump, you know Donald Trump? Yeah, rich guy. Big, big rich guy, was sitting across from you, and he was enrolling you into the event, and you said, I want to do the event, but I don't have money. Trump would go, <laughs> like, he'd look at you, right? Yeah. Go, okay, so, all right, when are you doing the event? I mean, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop and go, oh my God, $350? Wow, that is, I, I got it. So sorry. And you got $600 in bills at home too? He would never do that. Why? Because it won't occur for him. It just won't occur for him. It can't, it's not in his context. He might hear it, but he'd be like, what's, what's, I don't see, what's wrong over here? He hasn't created enough value, right? He's like, did you understand me? You're, do you know your whole life's going to be different? What we're, we're talking about is the future in your life. Did you get that? They're like, wait, all right, look, you're not listening. Let's start again. Boom, 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 boom. Right, okay. What are you hearing or however he would do it? This person would be like, okay. He would never stop and make 350 real, ever. He can't. He doesn't have access to that. And people with no money, they can't make, come up with $1,000 in five minutes real for people because they don't have access to it. So anyway, what you're listening for is what you're creating. And so if the training's working, you're listening for it to work. If it's not working, you're listening for it not to work. And if, if, you, if you remembered nothing else, got no other tricks, got nothing else, that's 90% of the training right there. And that's where you can correct, do all your correction. Because you're doing all the correction over here. Correction. Correction. I have a new interesting perspective I've been thinking about. <laughs> A new interesting perspective is something I think I've been doing unconsciously, okay. and now I want to do it consciously. And I've, I was thinking about it in terms of what really makes a leader. What is the stuff leaders are? What's the tapestry? And I, part of what I do, my work is I ask myself questions like that. And then I sit in that question, and I start writing notes, and, I, and then all of a sudden books start showing up for me on the newsstands, and I'm, and again, I'm looking for it, so it's looking for me. Nora always says, whatever you're looking for is looking for you, right? So I start opening my conscious up to it. I'm in the question, boom, here comes teachers, here comes this, here comes that, open the paper, 
I know you've had this experience, right? Yeah. They call it something too, and I don't. Uh, serendipity. Coexistence. Co no, there's a there's a scientific name for this. Yeah, that's what we call it, but there's another. Um, synchronomity or yeah, something like that. Um, so I open myself up for it, and then I look for it, and it, it's going to be there. But. I say that I'm going to call it. It's not my term, but I'm going to I'm going to be an expert in this in six months. Um, I call it reframing. Yeah. Reframing. All successful people do this. All leaders do it. And that, what I mean by that is managing meaning. Managing meaning. Now remember, as a trainer, you're always, the, or as a leader, you're managing the context or meaning, right? So, someone says, to, I'm trying to do an interview for them, and, or I'm trying to enroll them in the training, and they say, I don't have money. Okay, so besides ignore it, which is what I usually just do, I can also manage the meaning. And I can say, what I'm hearing you say is that you're co committed and ready to have a breakthrough and being abundant in your life. To having what you want when you say you want it. Is, isn't that right? Mm -hmm. And they'll go, Reframing. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden I have managed the meaning of the conversation in a way that I intend to manage it. Maybe it's manipulation, I don't know, but, you know, I'm responsible for what's going on over there, and I'm doing it out of care, and as long as it's mutual, but I manage meaning, and, and, and I know we do this naturally, but I don't think we do it consciously, and victims never manage it. It's just what happens to them is the way that it is. This is one of the, the things that I don't like about our context, is that we attach meaning. You know, so someone says we're shy, from a psychological standpoint, we tend to just take it as as real. As real. Yeah. And we don't manage it as a possibility. So I would say as a transformational trainer, you've got to always manage the conversation, frame it out in a possibility. And I know that's what you were playing with, or Tomas was saying you guys were playing with a little bit, after they're done beating on the stick. Okay, what did you make up? What's a new conversation? That is managing their transformational meaning. So if you get someone done banging away, right? And there yeah. they are, tired, empty. Let's call it empty. Yeah. Okay, if you leave them alone, maybe they're going to invent a new decision to live their life from, a new assumption, right? So when I got done with my... When I did the event and I was done with my dad, I already knew how to do that for myself. It's like done, handled, okay, got it. Here's how I now see my dad. Here's the action I take tomorrow to support that. I knew how to anchor it, make it real for myself. So it's handled, right? But no one said, Jim, what's a new interpretation? What's a new decision? What's a new action? You know, how could you now see your dad? No one said that. So I was left to my own meaning. I think as a trainer, we have got 60% of the time to manage meaning in the room. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm hearing is...